Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What, what do you see as common mistakes or errors in delivering great experiences, either stuff that's happened where you've worked or the stuff you've you've seen in other places like oh, I'm sure when you go to hotels or restaurants yourself you can't help but sit there and kind of analyze what's happening and the service <laughs> well I, I think we need a separate podcast for that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty um oh gosh um yeah look um look one um, trying to be different or trying to do things differently, but overlooking the essentialness of relevance. You know, when you design a guest experience and you want to beat the competition by doing this, there are two things that work hand in hand. It's relevance and difference. Relevance and difference. Don't ever try to be different and do something which has nothing to do with your DNA and nothing to do with the market expectation, you know? Um, two, I'd say overlooking the importance of alignment. We generally have a bit of a tunnel vision. You know, we look at something, we, we decide it's going to be our next big project, you know, uh, but we overlook the fact that a good company with um, consistent delivery of, uh, of, of excellence is aligned, you know, throughout its different deliveries, internally and externally, you know? And, and I think this is one thing I'm really good at. Like if there's one thing I can say I'm good at, you know, it, it's this. But that really is one thing that sets me apart and it's something that I've learned from working for great, uh, great chefs, you know, early in my career. You know, the impact of serving the best food in the world in a restaurant is lesser if the elevator to reach the restaurant was smelling bad. It is lesser if the doorman of that high-rise tower, who's got nothing to do with your restaurant, is unpleasant or impolite. You know, I stayed recently in, a, in a, an incredible hotel, um, best hotels in the world and, 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 and a very expensive hotel. Um, everything was flawless, a really beautiful experience. But the toilet paper in the rooms was probably the thinnest toilet paper I've ever encountered. I, I, I did not even think this actually exists. But you know what? You think, why, why would you stop somewhere in the excellence chain? You know, why would you do that? And, and years ago, I was managing an incredible restaurant in Dubai uh, for Pierre Gagnier, the Michelin star chef. And we were in the basement of this huge hotel, which was really business driven. So not really our clientele for the restaurant. Um, and one thing the guests remembered was that at the end of the meal, someone from the restaurant, generally the hostess, 
was escorting the guests in the elevator, going up to the lobby, walking with the guest, opening the doors for the guest, waiting with the guest for his car coming back from the valley and opening the doors for the guests. You know, it's our guests. You know, you need to ensure you get the experience nailed from A to Z, you know. Um, other thing, I think, um, assuming what the guest journey looks like, that's, that's often a mistake, this, you know, because we, we, we all travel, we all know a lot of things, we all know our hotels, our golf clubs very well, and, and we assume what the guest journey looks like. Um, but why the guest is not always right, I think the truth is generally in the customer. You know, one example I often take is when you look at urban planning. You know, you have a place where you, uh, an urban planner has the opportunity to have patches of grass and plant some trees. So you get these big expanses of grass and in the middle, generally completely straight, you have a straight path right in the middle, you know, just crossing and, and for, the, for the people to walk. Very often, you observe on the grass a path where the which has been walked on because the users of this urban environment are crossing, crossing this vast expanse of grass that someone decided to put there, whereas there's nothing at the end of the path and your destination is when you turn left with a train station or something else. You know, why? You know, understand your guest journey is the same on much little things in a, in a hotel or, or anywhere else, you know. Um, and same for, for, for a golf player, you know. Um, you need to understand the guest journeys. The golf player uh, who's having lunch before the tea time or, or, uh, or, or before after passing by the changing rooms, the, uh, the, 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 the guest coming just for a meal, they have different journeys. They have different expectations. So, so you need to make sure you address them one by one, you know, very, um, uh, very systematically, you know. Um, and the last thing I can think about, uh, but it's probably more in terms of, it doesn't have to be luxury only, but, uh, but let's say it's to look at great guest programming exclusively on the criteria of return on investment, you know. Of course, what you do needs to make sense. You know, you cannot uh, uh, you cannot ruin the company for a decision you're taking makes sense. But when you're in luxury, when you're in a club, whether it's a golf club, a private club environment, you know, there are few things you still need to do that should be assessed in terms of, of what I call ROE, you know, return on experience. How the experience indirectly brings value to your reputation, it brings value to your guest loyalty, uh, to your members' pride sometimes in a, in a club environment, and as a result, how it will possibly generate revenue. But, but start it with a return on experience um, uh, the criteria first before expecting uh, a return on investment. So what's the non-obvious things that you look at? I think all of us, when we go to hotels or restaurants, you know, we notice things that are exceptionally different or good or bad, but what's the things that you probably notice that someone who hasn't worked in the hospitality and has your eye that you pick up on? I know you've touched on a few things already, but is there anything, any other aspects? Yeah, uh, the three things I would do are probably the three things that unfortunately most consultants wouldn't do. Uh, so, but uh, so, so I hope consultants will listen to those ones. Um, look, one, I'll start with the back of house. 
you know, from storage, from receiving to storage to the staff quarters, to their changing rooms, to where they eat, and to their restrooms, where. Because? The back of house, it tells you a lot of the hidden things you're going to find in the front of house. You know, it really gives you an aspect of whether or not the people operating that space have an aligned and, and a holistic uh, understanding of what it takes to run a successful food or hotel business, or if the front is just a well-branded, well-rounded, well-marketed, you know, concept. You know? And, and, and I always feel it guides me towards the possible critical points I should look for in the customer experience. Probably that's the first thing I'll, I'll be doing. The second thing, I'll speak to the team. They're working this concept, they're working this space, they're leaving this space every single day, they're interacting with customers every single day. While not everything you're gonna gather from the interactions uh, is gonna be meaningful or, or, or worth exploiting for you to improve an operation, certainly there is a level of truth in there somewhere. And, and you're gonna identify that through of course, identifying similarities, you know, or, or trends, you know, in, in, in these meetings you're going to have. And the last thing, I'll try to understand how we got to where we are today. Regardless of where we are today, whether today we are at the top of our game, whether today we are in dire need of improvement. Understand how in the history of that hotel, of that restaurant, of that club, how did we get to where we are? You know, what were the stages, you know, in terms of investment, in terms of concepts, in terms of decision, in terms of guest segmentation, in terms of whatever the strategy was, in terms of staffing. You know, understand where we got there, you know, so you can really um, avoid um, having a subjective um, um, opinion of where we are today. You know, because especially when something is bad today, we tend to be very critical and try to tackle it head on. You know, but you know, if you don't understand how it got bad in the first place over the past five, 10, 20, 100 years, you, know, you, you will never be able to fix that thing for sure. You know, so, so this is super important. And it takes time, this. It really takes time because this you gather it through interviews, through historical financial data, through historical uh, investment data of cap capital expenditures. You, you, there is a real groundwork to do uh, on this to, to, to get a real understanding of, of what decisions, good or bad, uh, were taken in history. I think alignment, as you've mentioned previously as well, it's so important that if the back of house, if that's not matching with the, yeah, the brand image, there's that misalignment. You should want your staff to have a beautiful place to work because that then, I guess, feeds into how they operate and how they deliver. If they're working in a kitchen that's messy and not clean and untidy, then that's not going to lead to the service and experience front of house. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's, uh, and especially, I think, if you, when you work in luxury, uh, in, in really high-end environments, you know, where, of course, my house and the house of, of our employee is not similar to this incredible palace we work in. 
you know, so there, there needs to be in the back of ours a certain level of alignment, you know, for this, you know, because uh, because there is already a disalignment between our life and what we provide and that show we put on every day. Um, so as soon as we come into the hotel, there needs to be something that, you know, already starts the, 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 the colleague experience. You know, so that then we can translate that as well very comfortably and as flawlessly as possible to the customer experience. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest on this show yourself, then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day. This episode is brought to you by Sueda. Sueda is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Sueda is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful, long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the director of golf at Golf Digest, top 100 in the world ranked course after I completed their influence and communication courses. But don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot for it. Try it yourself. All you have to do is email david at suada.com, that's S-U-A-D-A.com, and quote the Modern Club Management Podcast to claim your free enrollment onto the Reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.